Hey, good Friday morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well and uh, good Friday, right? For sure. Uh, and enjoy a weekend coming up, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, yeah, I should have done a poll question to see who you guys are rooting for, but my teams, right? I don't think I can lose. I love the Chiefs and I love the 49ers. So um, anyway, I hope you guys have a great, a great Sunday if you care to watch something like that. So, hey, you know, February, do you guys forget about Valentine's Day? I know I do. Uh, so I'll just make a comment. And I just thought this was a cute little icon um, that maybe we do need to pause and think about the sweethearts in our life. And I call many of you my sweethearts. So I hope you'll all be my Valentine's. I don't know if you remember back in, when we were kids, right, and doing Valentine's uh, at school. So uh, anyway, um, happy Valentine's Day to all of you, and I hope you take a little moment to celebrate all the sweethearts in your life. So, um, And just a reminder to all the KHI panelists, please make sure you mute your microphone. I can hear somebody. Thank you. And uh, all of you guys, too, that are attending, I think you should be muted, and uh, we'll leave it that way for right now. Okay. Um, so, hey, we'll go through our agenda like we typically do. Um, and, yep, I'm still hearing some background noise, so if I can please make sure everybody mutes their, uh, their, themselves, that would be terrific. Uh, we've got a lot, of go a lot to go through today, so I'll go ahead and get, get right on, on going here. Um, of course, as a reminder, our next month is on Friday, March 8th, our next monthly market update. And uh, please mark that as well. Um, okay, I'm going to try to go into my people here and just make sure I can turn off the microphones if we've still got some folks that are mic'd on. We'll try that. Okay, I'm just going to ask everybody again just to make sure you've got your microphone muted. Okay, all right. All right, so... Uh, here we go. And don't forget, yeah, get registered. And, you know, sometimes to make it easy, you guys, you can just get registered for all of them. So they're on our website. Um, so just feel free to check that out on KHI Agent Portal, khiagents.com. All righty. So, yeah. So, hey, you guys, you know, thanks to you guys. Gosh, KHI continues to grow. Um, we're adding staff, um, and we're so blessed that we find people. I know that's been a hard thing for a lot of people to find the talent out there, um, but we certainly want to welcome Kimberly Grove to our individual service team, and super happy to have uh, Kimberly. She will be uh, working under Erica's guidance, um, also to, to backfill Julie. Many of you know Julie Stanley moved over to um, our partner referral team, and uh, so congrats to Julie on that. But we're really, really excited to have Kimberly join the team. And um, actually, we're, um, we continue to add staff, you guys. And why? Because we want to make sure that we're taking good care of you, that we're not burning our people out, and, and that we're responsive to you. So as we continue to grow, because you're growing and we add new agents, et cetera, um, we're going to continue to stay on top of that. Uh, Brenda and I are committed to that. And you also welcome Angie Harms, um, and she's another great gal that we're super excited to have. And she will be part of the referral sales team in the Fort Dodge office. Um, you know, we do find, and I'm sure some of you guys have found this as well, that many uh, many agents that are out there, whether they're selling, you know, PNC primarily or investments primarily, they're looking for an outlet for health insurance. So hopefully you've been able to align yourself with those. And I always... Um, Offer to my services to help you guys in your market if you know that sit down and have a, a concept with you uh, or a, a conversation with you rather. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys are seeing the screens. Um, uh, I am sharing my screen and I had uh, been told that it was uh, that you could see them uh, as I started the call. So, um, okay, I'm just gonna. Make sure here. Okay, I'll go ahead and advance to the next slide, and I'll ask one of my KHI team members to go on ahead and unmute themselves if there's something you need to communicate with me if they're if you're having trouble seeing the slides. You guys, this this uh, transition to the new go to meeting, I'm not I'm not a fan, and maybe you guys are feeling that too. It's just harder to get in, harder to navigate. So um, yeah, keep me honest here if I'm missing something. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get on to the next slide here. Uh, yeah, many of you uh, on the call today are have taken part of our Partners in Excellence before, and as you know, our end of year, uh, I should say, as we start the new year, 
it's just incredible to try to get our system. We use Agency Block as our contact management system, and we have to get all of the applications in our system from the, all the one ones on every single market, right? So we have been all hands on deck, and I just thank our whole team because literally we've been having people, we're pulling carrier reports, because really, as you guys know, you don't send us, a lot of you, some of you still might send us some of your apps, but a lot of you don't send us your apps anymore. So we go and pull them from the carrier websites and we get them into our system. So we had like all hands on deck in January to, to meet our commission run. And I know Nicole and, and, and the team uh, worked really hard. So thanks you guys for getting that done now. We do a little bit of cleanup and finalizing so we can pull these reports and see who qualified for our Partners in Excellence uh, dinner coming up. So they are coming soon and then invitations will follow shortly thereafter. But we really, you guys, we really wanna make sure these are accurate and that they're right. So uh, bear with us, I promise they'll be coming soon. And uh, of course our event is on April 5th and we uh, are planning a, a great time, of course, as always. So more to come on that. In fact, in our next monthly market update, you will, you should have the information on our um, who has won the award. The award. Uh, so excellent, excellent. All right. Also from our KHI commissions team, the 1099s. I, I did uh, read this last month, but I wanted to remind you again: if you haven't gotten your 1099, you're thinking, "Yep, I got to start getting my taxes together." Um, be looking for that email that would come from um, this tax1099.com. So, and notice here it says you should have received an email to opt in to e-delivery to access your 1099, and that would have come from this email address at no reply at tax1099.com. So, um, I think, and then you can note there, um, Nicole's trying to be so helpful, you guys. I know she had directions on how to do this, but also the subject line. You guys, we are, we really, um, uh, I wouldn't say forced to do this, but, you know, um, we have to be doing our 1099s, filing them electronically, and so, um, it does make it more efficient for us to crank these babies out um, by using this portal. And then the other cool thing is you'll be able to um, access any of your previous 1099s through this site as well. So um, anyway, if you have any questions, of course, reach out to our commissions team. Um, just give a holler. Um, it's KHI Commissions at khisolutions.com. All right. And then um, one other note here. Um, that the, there's the most common error in the process is um, that the password is all lowercase for the letters and is based off of the name on the email. So again, there's the email address for KHI Commission. So if there's any trouble there, um, and, and note too that your, your tax ID number will be masked on the file for security reasons, et cetera. And that, that, that Nicole did email out some instructions ahead of time in a separate email that would have come directly from KHI. Uh, and most likely KHI commissions. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, here's a, an email security reminder. I mentioned this last month, but I didn't give you the additional information on a, a source that you can use if necessary. So I, I mentioned Paperclip is who we use. Um, we like this one. And I think one of our agents referred this to us and said, hey, try Paperclip because you know how some secure systems, and I know some of you guys already have yours and, and you have them, your, your corporation has said this is what we're using, but many of you guys that are independent or have smaller agencies um, haven't done anything on this yet. Um, and so anyway, Paperclip might be a great solution. And so there's our account um, executive that supports us. You've got her contact information there if you wanna get your own subscription, subscription rather. Um, but you know what, we were talking to her and she said, or, um, if you set up a webmail account and become part of KHI's subscription, um, then you can be a subscriber of ours at no charge. Then you can only send these emails to KHI subscribers only. So it, it wouldn't be helpful if you're using something to send to one of your clients, then you really do need your own uh, secure uh, subscription. Um, but if, if it's like, hey, I'm just sending them to you guys, right? Um, so you can be part of ours and um, reach out to KHI Individual Service if you wanna get set up on our paperclip so you can just send us stuff back and forth and, and not worry about your own subscription. I hope that makes sense. Um, it's super important, you guys, and I know I will be the first to admit I, for, I've, I have forgotten. <laughs> and um, I need to always remind myself when I'm sending that um, PII or PHI, I really, really need to be sending it secure. And unfortunately, email is not secure. Um, 
I'd like to think it is. <laughs> but anyway, all right. If you have any other questions, there you go. Get a hold of Yvette uh, at Paperclip or reach out to us at KHI Individual Service and we'll get you set up, okay? All righty. And then, uh, hey, wanted to make sure you're aware of a couple of events uh, coming up and actually several events for NAFA Iowa for this year. And we just, again, just thank Brenda Eckerd, my, my um, amazing business partner. She is president of NAFA Iowa. As you guys know, I got to take my turn a couple years back. And uh, so Brenda's uh, leadership this year is just amazing. And so um, she had sent this over to me and said, hey, let's get this out and make sure you guys know. For those of you, and I want to shout out to Katie Rosenboom if Katie's on the call today. Uh, she's one of our uh, great agents. Um, and uh, she is on uh, the legislative team, I know, for NABIP. But some of you that have a heart for legislative issues, like Katie said, I do, and she joined the legislative team uh, supporting us in Iowa for NABIP. Uh, but NAFA, um, we're having an amazing Capitol uh, day at the day on the Hill, right, going down to the Des Moines Capitol. And that's on the 19th slash 20th. So a nice reception on the evening of the 19th to meet with your elected officials and then having the actual day on the Hill on Tuesday the 20th. The 19th, by the way, I believe is President's Day, so um, all, all government offices are closed, and that's why the elected officials, they're like, hey, they're all kind of coming into town that day, so we're hosting this uh, social that is like from, uh, I think it's like five to seven. There's more details there, but you can just check out, go to NAFA Iowa. Um, you can just Google NAFA Iowa, and, and you can get to their website, but check it out. Then we have also a CE day, on May 16th for professional development, and there'll be a lot of CEs. And then um, we've got our annual golf outing, and uh, we, we KHI participates in all this stuff. So Brenda and I will be at all of these events, and many of our staff as well. So uh, check out the golf outing if you want to come play golf. Be watching for that. Many times we host you guys, so if you're interested, you know, why don't you let me know if you want to play golf with us on June 6th. Um, and then also the NAFA Iowa State Convention coming up in September. And they've shortened it a little bit this year. So uh, we'll do our welcome reception on the evening of the 4th. And then um, great speakers and development opportunity all day the 5th and then be done. Uh, and that's at the Marriott in West Des Moines, as you can see, in the golf outing at TCI in Polk City. So, um, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And the one day CE you can see there at the Des Moines Marriott. Okay. All right, so that's what's happening with NAFA Iowa. And uh, gosh, get engaged and get involved if you're not, right? <laughs> and then here's uh, NABIP, as we mentioned. Remember the name used to be NAHU or NAHU, but now it's NABIP, the National Association of Business and Insurance Professionals. And uh, also uh, thanks to uh, Cassandra, who serves on that board, um, and Marcy and Tracy, and several of you have. If, uh, if you haven't and you have interest in, in helping out and being part of leadership, on either of those teams, NAFA or NABIP, uh, you know, reach out to me or Brenda and we can have a visit. But anyway, the annual conference, which many of you go to, and we have a big presence there because we uh, are sponsors of NABIP as well as NAFA. So note this on your calendar. Registration is open right now. I know I've already registered and gotten my hotel room. So it's at the beautiful Prairie Meadows Conference Center and and um, none of us gamble. None of us go into the casino. <laughs> okay, yeah tongue-in-cheek there, uh, but super excited about this. And how about, I love the theme, and they're always so creative, going for the gold and uh, really reflecting on the Olympics coming up in Paris this summer. So that's exciting. So um, yeah, take check that out. If you haven't registered, please get on and get registered and get your hotel room. Well, we always have a blast, you guys, always have a blast. All right. And then um, I just want to remind you guys, too, if you need some CEs, if you're a member of NABIP, and don't don't forget that KHI, uh, we do like a list bill, if you will. Um, we pay the bill to NABIP, and we can get you a discount by being part of our list bill. If you're not a member of NABIP, that is for, for you that are in the health insurance business. This is for you. So um, reach out to one of our team members, and actually Misty helps us coordinate that, because then we'll just deduct your uh, dues right out of your commission check if that works for you, or you can write us a check. Uh, but we get you a discount. It's at least 5%, and uh, so it's kind of a good deal. Um, okay, so a program's coming up. Then it'll be virtual, which is awesome, so anybody around the state can dial in and get a couple CEs, and uh, so you can see they don't have that second session set up yet, but there's their website for nabipiowa.org, and you can uh, get all kinds of information on upcoming events, so I want to make sure you're aware of that. Uh, that's coming up on Sweetheart Day, <laughs> February 14th. All right. 
Um, and then another last announcement here I thought was really cool. I caught this. This was like the only thing in the blue briefing from yesterday from Wellmark. But I thought it was worthy to make sure you guys are aware of this. You know, I remember years ago, Brenda and I were at a GA meeting and we were talking about, you know, the future of health insurance in Iowa and uh, what's happening. We've got an age, aging agent population and uh, I'm one of them. I'll, I admit <laughs> uh, we're all getting older, right? But we need more young, uh, younger talent uh, getting into the industry. And I, I love this. They kind of put their money where their mouth, with, mouth is because the University of Iowa has the Vaughn Institute for Risk Management and Insurance. And they'd always had uh, some graduate degrees, but they launched a new undergrad program last fall. And um, so I just think it's awesome. And notice they're building a strong pipeline to talent. And I wasn't aware of this, and I thought you guys might find this interesting. 11% of Iowa's GDP uh, is insurance related, risk management and insurance related. And that this industry, our industry, you guys, employs more than 60,000 people here in Iowa. Um, so we are a force to be reckoned with. And they said in this little article, we are second behind the agricultural industry. So uh, I think we're a big deal, you guys. We're in a really viable industry. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I didn't dream when I was a little kid I was going to be in insurance. But now that I'm here, I wouldn't be anywhere else. So, all right. Uh, let's jump into our employer group updates. And thanks to uh, Nakia's team. And I think Sarah threw this one out to me and probably the rest of the team helped. So thank you. But uh, if a group has health, dental, and vision with one carrier, do members receive separate ID cards? Uh, and I think that's probably a great question because look at the answers are varied. I got two slides to answer this. So in Wellmark, yes, um, they will receive separate ID cards. The gar gar cards are sent separately from the different departments. So Wellmark mails the health card, Blue Dental mails the dental cards, and Avisus mails the vision cards. Um, you'll notice, though, a couple caveats, which is interesting. The member's medical and dental ID number are the same. So in case they don't have a dental card uh, with them or whatever, they can use their medical ID card um, at the dentist. This is with Walmart now. And the vision providers are able to locate the member without an ID card just using their Social Security number. So that, that was helpful. But let's go to the next page because I've got a couple other uh, carriers here to mention. Um, Let's look at UHC because they're a big one for offering all three of these under one roof. So get this one. So we know UHC transitioned to their digital dental vision card. So members who receive uh, will receive their welcome letter with instructions on how to access it. So this is really UHC is driving everybody to their portal um, to be able to get their digital card. Um, they can also download the app. Now, Wellmark has an app as well, uh, but including directions on then how to request a printed card. So. Um, there you go. Crazy um, how, you know, UHC is really pushing that uh, and going, getting away from paper, but they can still get one. They have to request it. And then principal is, again, another little little entity here where uh, dental mails a physical card, but the vision is only available digitally. Um, and I think they might have the same, one of the same things, whereas you can, with your dental card, if you show it to a vision, uh, they might, I don't know if it uses the same number, but it feels like for me, I think I, I, I think I maybe tried that one time and I think it worked. They can find you. But, but anyway, um, we just, you know, encourage folks, they should set up their portals anyway on some of these sites. So I hope that was helpful. So thank you guys again for the question of the month on the employer group side. Um, here's all of our deadlines. I just like to remind you guys every month that I try to get all my dates updated. So, uh, February 15th is a Thursday, right? Because the 14th Sweetheart's Day is Wednesday. So um, remember all of your March 1 new business effective dates for Wellmark. We have to, have to, have to have everything in by then. We like it sooner so we can scrub it for you and go through everything. Um, make sure you're using DocuSign. And then, of course, Wellmark's renewals allow us up till the 20th. So that's a Tuesday in the month of February. Um, so that's, that's that. And then don't forget, you know, today being the 9th, right? Um, if you can get any AOR change forms in by end of business today, we'll get those submitted to Wellmark, and um, you can get a first of the month effective date. Um, so, it, you know, if you get it in today, it's February 10 or 9, uh, get it in uh, today, then we can you can get a March 1 effective date, which is uh, fantastic when you're talking to somebody about taking care of them. And then UHC, of course, does both their new and renewals uh, due on the 15th, which is Thursday again. And they will take paperwork, though, up until the effective date. So that's a unique piece. And then Health Partners does give us a little grace until the 20th of February on a Tuesday. 
Uh, okay. And the Delta Dental is always very lenient. Of course, people won't have their ID cards by the effective date. Um, but, uh, but notice that today's the deadline. You can still get a February 1 effective date with Delta Dental. Um, otherwise, it'll be March 8 for your March 1 effective dates. All right. And now let me turn it over to Cassandra. And I'll just remind you to unmute your microphone. I've got a couple slides here for you to go over. Thanks, Cassandra. Good morning. Can you hear me? You bet. Perfect. All right. Happy Friday. So this is just a reminder here to, I know fourth quarter gets hectic. We're just trying to get our renewals done. But this is just a reminder to maybe go back through um, your renewals that you just cleaned up and don't forget compliance. So just a brief overview and a reminder of what parts of compliance apply to every employer who offers group benefits. We're talking group healthcare, group dental, group vision, group life. You guys kind of wrap all those benefits in or, or try as much with your employer groups. So there's two parts to compliance, okay? One is a Department of Labor requirement. And the Department of Labor basically says if you offer group benefits to your employees, you are mandated to provide an ERISA SPD or summary plan description, and you need to provide that document to any employee that is participating in benefits. So a lot of times it's all your employees because you're offering group life and you're paying 100% of life, and that's so everyone that's you know eligible working 30 hours a week. Um, so it wraps all those benefits into one document. You provide that one document to your participants, um, and that meets the Department of Labor mandate for compliance with group health care. You know, and I, as a reminder, you know, the Department of Labor does have a penalty in place of $110 per employee per day penalty if you kind of just want to if you get if you were to get an audit that that is your penalty and fine so i don't you know don't scare any of your groups into you know the fine but just help guide those conversations that when you are if you are in the group space you need to not be skipping um, the compliance conversation on things that they're mandated to do um, if they do offer benefits to their employees and then the second part is an irs requirement so if you um, have an employer that the employees are responsible for a portion of the premium. Um, don't forget that they need that Section 125 plan so that they can pre-tax those dollars out of payroll. Um, they have gotten pretty specific with this document. So if you're pre-taxing even HSA contributions, employees are electing their own HSA dollars. Um, there is specific HSA language now inside that section 125. So you want to make sure you're customizing that to um, what your group is actually doing. So this is just an invitation. I, you guys know how much I like to talk compliance. So if you guys have questions, you need to call me. Um, call my direct line, email me. And if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, I always think some of you are so hesitant because you've been doing group for so long that you don't wanna go back to your groups and talk about compliance, because you know what, you're worried. Well, why? they might say, why haven't I brought this up in the past? We can help you with that. I can help you with those conversations on um, introducing compliance. So don't let that be the obstacle that keeps you from going back to your groups and getting them in compliance. You guys can do these documents. Some of you do those internally, but we offer help if you want that. KSI can create those documents for your groups for you if that's something that you want assistance with. Um, so our set of fees, 300, annual renewal is 200. We can invoice that directly to your client, which most do. Um, some of you have groups that you um, just take care of from beginning to end and you want that, you wanna pay for that document for your group. We can take that out of commissions um, and whatnot. So again, just a reminder to go back through your renewals and if you have questions, um, that's what I'm here for. This is the intake form. So thank you, Lynn, I forgot I put that in there. Um, we have a form. We have most of the information, obviously, on your groups here. So we, we can get, gather a lot, but there's we don't have who is it at that employer that we would, um, the name, the contact, things like that. So this is an intake form. 
your account manager can send this to you. I would need this form if you're wanting KHI to help you with your ERISA wrap documents. Pretty easy form, takes 10 seconds to fill out, not long at all. Great, thanks That's Cassandra. It. And, and Yeah, thank you. And you guys know to reach Cassandra, it's just Cassandra with one S at khisolutions.com. Awesome, okay, let's go on here. Um, speaking of reminders about renewals and new groups, so um, not only compliance like Cassandra talked about, but it's so important you guys that you help them review their invoices um, and making sure that they're accurate because as you guys know, we've had folks, they don't look at their invoices, they told you to take somebody off, they didn't get removed from the group, they're still on nine months later, and then they come back and they catch it, and then they're ticked off, and then you guys are coming to us asking for an exception, and usually, you know, some of the carriers will go back like 60 days, but they generally won't go back nine months, <clears throat> or a year we've been asked. <laughs> so, and this is just our reminder again, Please take that time to do that. This is all part of the um, first quarter hangover, right? <laughs> all the cleanup stuff that we need to do. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And let us help you with that, right, if you have any any questions. All right. And then um, also this is another reminder. I know we talked about it last time, but this is just, this is so helpful, you guys, to us and to keeping the enrollment streamlined. So only enrolling members should be listed on a carrier enrollment form. Um, do not list those who are waiving coverage. And notice, spouses or dependents who do not have coverage should not be listed on the application. Um, so sometimes people are, you know, wanting to list everybody out there. So employees should only list family members that want coverage. So I think that just helps us make sure we're getting the right people enrolled and not enrolling those that don't want coverage, et cetera. So um, just a nice reminder there. And then um, I talked about this last month, but the deadlines are approaching. Um, actually, the uh, fi filing electronic, you guys, most of it's going electronic now. Um, deadline um, to file electronically to the IRS on those 1094s um, is actually April 1. But notice that the deadline to furnish um, the 1095s to the employees is March 1. So um, that is quickly approaching. So hopefully, um, all of your applicable large employer, uh, those uh, applicable large uh, employers, right, averaging at least 50 full-time or full-time equivalents. Um, of course, it's fully insured, level-funded, and self-funded, and many of your smaller level-funded carriers uh, will help you with this as well. So um, anyway, just uh, make sure that <clears throat> you guys are reminding your groups about this, and hopefully they have a relationship, you know, with a software provider, a vendor that's helping them with this. So. All right, and then the uh, average employee count, uh, collecting that, I know I talked about this last month, but I wanted to point out because it is February and the deadlines are February, so this really has to do with what market that group is being quoted in, right? So if it's the small group market, if it's the 51 plus or 100 plus, um, so notice here, anybody with fewer than 101 um, we just need to, this is where Wellmark sends this letter out, and I think most of the carriers do, and they ask for a response, and if they don't, they're going to stay in the same market segment that they're in, and then if they want to change their mind after February 15th, then they need to provide the job service report for the last four quarters um, and the response form. So, again, if you have questions on any of this, I think you guys know, and you're working with your benefit consultant, your Allison, your Tricia, your Nakia, you're working with them to figure out, okay, which ones are kind of on the fence, right? So. Um, anyway, continue to work with us on that, and we'll be helpful and get that form in or not in. <laughs> All right. And then another comment about the Consolidated Appropriations Act. If you guys remember, we keep talking about CAA reporting now. So that's the Consolidated Appropriations Act. The biggest thing, you guys, about that was transparency. They they really hammered home, among several other uh, legislative changes um, that happened in that bill that now is law. Um, but one of them is where the uh, carriers have to report information on claims, um, premiums, and that type of thing. And so some of the information, like how much our employees contributing, they have to get from the employer. They, they don't know that, right? Um, and so Wellmark and most carriers are offering ways, and I'm just reporting on Wellmark now, um, they set up something for the employer through employer connection. So you'll notice right here on the screen, if you can, I'll see if you can see my mouse, um, under the tasks they had, here's the new reporting, right? This is what they had um, at, towards the end of last year, right? So 
you can click in and actually they have it up there now hello because this is be the reporting for the 2023 year so this would be how you report um, and we kind of talked about that last month but I want to go to the next screen because they've now um, provided that in blue source um, that's a hot link so it, for some of this stuff you guys I can't attach everything I want to attach and instead of driving you necessarily to Walmart's website although you can get it there um, once we get these slides posted on our portal you'll have the actual slides you can click into the links um, that are hot and so there's the guide there in blue source on how to do it but basically it's this you click on your manage business button now you can do it through blue source this is the big deal it used to just be on the employer portal and your group had to do it and then if you had to help them you had to go either get online with them or go sit with them and show them how to do it but if you do it you can do it now through blue source then you click that group name once you've clicked manage business you scroll down to where it says federal caa reporting 2023 and then click it and there's the form will come up now notice here all data needs to be submitted to wellmark by april 30th so we've got a little bit of time here but here's one more thing that is another value add that you can provide to your group to say hey you know the carrier needs this information and let's stay compliant um, and so notice here that if the group comes in and does it after you've done it, then it will be the last data entered will be submitted to CMS. So, okay, so hopefully that's helpful. And I did click through the guide and it's really not that difficult um, once you know where you have to click to get into it. So that was a good update there from Wellmark to get um, that to be able to be done by the agents on behalf of the employer. Um, this was this is an <laughs> kind of an odd one, but I want to plow through this with you. So this could come up with your small groups, um, and it has to do with auto payments. That we love auto payments, right? Then there's just no issue that they're going to be canceled for non-pay. <laughs> so um, and they'd have to set that up through their employer portal, as we know. But if a current grandfathered or non-grandfathered group, and this is Wellmark again, is moving to an ACA group, they're their um, billing information may not be transferred over why and the, the reason is generally speaking they will get a new subgroup id there's a change um if, if the subgroup then and i remember seeing this when i would look at their group number um the subgroup is the actual four digits behind their account number and usually it's dash zero 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 right if you remember seeing that um if a group has multiple subgroups or they're changing or adding a subgroup Again, just know that their auto payment could be disrupted. So something just needs to be verified about how that bill is going to be paid because if they update or modify one of these subgroups, notice there that if Wellmark's administering the COBRA or if they have one because they have a retiree plan, they would have multiple subgroups in that one group, okay? So it's gonna be those last four digits. So just know that and, and now you can say, okay, so if there is a change there, just a reminder that the just get in and help them with the um, their payments um, electronically because something maybe will have changed or um, may not be in force any longer. Okay, but I think the grandfathered non-grandfathered to ACA is the biggest one that we probably run into uh, where we need to make sure the payments get um, re-addressed. Okay, all right. Um, Avisas, I think as you guys remember, uh, do you remember Smart Benefits? I talked to you guys about Smart Benefits. It was this used to be select networks it was Teresa smith and it was steve ellingbow and i remember those names the best and they've been around the longest and they helped us with avisas well avisas how i'm wording it is they they've made some changes in their distribution because if you recall i was telling you about select networks are uh, now becoming smart benefits and lo and behold they're offering uh like other benefits like cancer and and uh you know dental benefits maybe and all kinds of stuff right and it's like wait what <laughs> Um, but that's kind of now a separate agency, if you will, offering these ancillary type benefits, smart benefits, right? Had the light bulb on it, is how I remember that name. Um, but Avisus then has said, hey, we're not going to use um, select networks as our distribution arm in Iowa anymore. Um, and, um, and so um, thanks to Nakia and team that reached out to our contact there at Avisus. And you guys were super tickled. Um, we have a GA contract now with Avisus Direct. Um, I think this is better than we've ever had, right? Um, and so, uh, again, thanks to Nakia for helping to get this set up. Um, but you guys will make 10% commission. We're not taking any of it. We receive our override uh, on top of that. So um, we're just super excited. Now, note that this is only for new business. 
Um, and it's not for that Avisus business that you get through Wellmark. This is Avisus Direct. So you can still have a Wellmark case. You might have Wellmark Medical. You could have Blue Dental. And you could go direct to Avisus and get an Avisus quote. Now, there'd be a separate bill, right? Because you're going direct to Avisus versus having it all done through Wellmark. So just know it's for new business only going forward. Um, and uh, just know that, you know, we're just happy to help you with that. So um, holler if there's anything we can do. Uh, but yeah, that's that one. So yay, that was awesome. Okay, um, a couple updates from UHC. So we'll start with billing. Um, and they're saying, hey, when a group gets moved to the new UHC platform, they automatically get changed to online invoices. <laughs> so if they want a, a paper bill, a direct bill, right, um, they're going to have to contact them to get it changed back. So um, otherwise, look for online invoices. And then as it relates to enrollment changes with UHC, um, gosh, they are, what they're saying here, right, is strictly enforcing that all fully insured eligibility transactions for all market segments must be received within the retro limit outlined in the group policy to ensure we have accurate billing. So, um, and then they're, they're pounding on it like I was earlier, guys, about uh, please reviewing invoices every month uh, to make sure they're accurate and, of course, um, submit any eligibility updates. So, the retro rules, this is exactly what I was talking about, you guys, which how far they'll go back. Um, of course, they'll only be considered if documentation is provided that supports UHC made an error, right? So if we make an error, they're saying, eh, sorry. So just know they're going to really kind of uh, tighten down on that. And then um, their little note here that remember or note that all level funded health plans um, in 2024 are creditable coverage. They're creditable, um, which is good to know, right? Um, okay, so let's go to the next one. I'm going to jump over into the Medicare market. So we're in it, right, with our open enrollment period right now. Um, effective dates, of course, are the first of the month following submission. They get one opportunity to change Med Advantage to Med Advantage or Med Advantage to a, a MedSup. Of course, you can get a MedSup anytime, but the key is now you can get an RX plan, standalone RX plan, if somebody moves from an MAPD to a MedSup. They can get their RX plan now from January 1st through March 31st. All righty. And, uh, yeah, Brenda found this slide. You know, I, I do love the Kaiser Family Foundation, and that's where we've pulled this from. And, um, you know, I've had some of you guys reach out to me and talk to me about the future of Medicare Advantage. And, um, and we'll talk when we get to the last few slides on our federal updates, what's really happening in, in the landscape federally. Um, between, you know, the government reimbursements for Medicare Advantage plans. But let me just say this, you guys, you know what? The population loves them, right? The younger people aging into Medicare love the options. Not for everybody. We still have a robust med sub market. Um, some people prefer those. But what they're finding is, like, the, the 10 reasons why the Medicare Advantage enrollment is growing, there's the link to the article. I read it, and I didn't have enough time to go through all those 10 reasons why they're but if you want to get a hold of that, like do a screenshot if you want, or uh, wait till the slides are posted and and click on that article because it's super um, insightful as to what customers are saying on why they're they're interested in Medicare Advantage. But check it out, you guys. We already just bumped over the 50% mark. You can see there in 2023, um, we're at 51%. Um, 2024, we'll hit 54, et cetera, all the way up to. 2030, and I have no idea why that would dip down in 2029, 20, uh, for example, to 59%. Um, I don't know, but um, yeah, interesting. <clears throat> so just know that, you know, it, I know it's not popular everywhere. I know some providers drag their feet. They may be skeptical. They may not like the reimbursements they're getting, et cetera. Um, but I'll tell you, the population um, of, of Medicare eligibles are, are, are answering this question. They, they love the product. And I will tell you the number one reason is the additional benefits that they get. There's no question. So, okay. I just found that super helpful. Um, okay. And then another really great reminder. Now, listen, there's a lot of attachments here. So I, I attached the reimbursement form for the Aetna MAPD Fitness Reimbursement Benefit. Um, it's attached here on the handout section. But because I'm limited to five, notice how I'm directing you to our agent portal where all of these things are. Um, when you go to um, our khiagents.com, you click Medicare, then you scroll down and you'll see it goes MedSup, Part D, MedAdvantage, section by carriers by those sections. You scroll all the way down to where you're in the Medicare Advantage section, click Aetna, and you will see all these 
attachments that are on the right-hand side of the page. So, and, and the biggest thing I'm highlighting there, and Brenda, thank you for reinforcing this. We talked about this last month, but I'm gonna say it again, right? They have to be purchased and used within the current benefit year. Now, how do we know you're using it? I don't know how they're gonna find out that you're using those tennis shoes that you bought this year, but purchase them, use them in the current benefit year, okay? So I think purchase though is the key. Um, and then notice this, you guys, and they don't know all of this. They have to, have to, have to request reimbursement within 60 days of the date of purchase, right? And they can do that via online or via mail. And this is where your value add to your Medicare Advantage clients that chose Aetna, go into your system, sort your clients, send them an email, make sure they're aware. Send them the reimbursement form. If you haven't sent them that, send them the reimbursement list. Again, all this stuff is out here. What's eligible, what's not eligible, right? Um, the, the broker educational flyer, that's really for you guys, right? And notice too, the member reimbursement guide for brokers, that's for you. I wouldn't send that to them, but I certainly would send them the reimbursement form as well as the reimbursement list, right? Those first two bullets. So, um, please, please, please take note of that. I would hate that your client would come back to you because they didn't get something reimbursed. They bought a treadmill and didn't turn the receipt in and it, that was the 1200 bucks, right? Yikes. So, um, okay, enough of that. Uh, check it out on our portal or download the handout. Okay, or both. All right, here's another very interesting thing that um, that we figured out, that we learned, right? Um, and I think this came from Erica, and thank you also to um, Capital Benefits Group, who, you know, this is so cool because a lot of you guys have a nice book of business with um, UHC branded AARP on the Medicare side, right? Whether it's supplement or whether it's Medicare Advantage, but um, what's super interesting here is that if you've got folks that have, they're kind of that AARP fan, they're a member of AARP, they are eligible for a 10% discount on their Delta Dental, um, standalone Delta Dental um, policy. You know, and that's what, $43.02, I think is the premium on that preferred prime plan. Um, and so, I mean, there's $4.30 discount, right? Uh, maybe that makes a difference for some, maybe not, but you know, for, for a lot of uh, folks on a fixed income, I, they like that. Um, so notice that um, they have to be a member of AARP. And I just got confused about this because then look at it, the discount only applies to the Farm Bureau Preferred Prime. And we can sell that, you guys, just because it's the Farm Bureau Preferred Prime uh, plan, it's okay. We can sell that as well. Um, so we did attach in this presentation the enrollment form and the brochure on this product. So please download that if you are interested or you know you've got some clients that are members of AARP um, and, you, and that you know that they've got dental or they would like dental. You can help them get a discount, okay? All right. So on now to um, Wellmark Advantage Health Plan. <clears throat> I reported this last month, right, that they have an updated enrollment form on the Medicare Advantage, it's their, it's the actual application, right? So, um, so Wellmark had said, hey, here it is, it's just the, um, the application, update your kit, you gotta have them updated to be compliant, yada, yada. So great, I mean, there it is, right? So <clears throat> if you've ordered kits that were uh, for 2024 in the past, just get that, download it, we've got it, um, actually out on our website, and look what Erica did, thank you, Erica and team, I, it might have been Erica and others, but but I'm going to the next slide here because look at what we've got for you guys. Do you remember Wellmark's checklist and they wanna make sure that you are checking everything off, going through everything with the client? Well, well, KHI thought maybe it'd be easier for you guys if we just added the checklist to the Wellmark application. <laughs> so you wouldn't forget it, um, that it's right there and that you can just, um, you sign off. They don't even require the agent sign, you guys, right? but you need to sign. And this is one of those items that Wellmark will randomly monitor. Have you done this? So you can download our, the Medicare Blue RX, which is the, the Part D, and that was for all Part D plans, all three of them. Um, so we have that application with a checklist attached in PDF format. Then we did the same with the MAPD and, uh, HMO product and the MAPD PPO product. So on those three applications, those are on the agent portal. You again, scroll down, when you click Medicare, scroll down to Medicare Advantage Carriers, click on Wellmark, and you will see those forms with the checklist 
clearly identified for you guys to download those if you want to use them, okay? You don't need to. Um, I think we've attached the checklist for you just alone on the handouts, I believe. So go ahead and download the checklist so you've got it. But again, keep that on hand. If you get monitored, they're gonna wanna see that application um, that you did review those checkpoints with that client, okay? Again, no client signature needed, but you will need to sign, okay. There it is, there's the checklist that's attached. As I just mentioned, you can download that if you'd like, but that's what got attached to all of those three applications. Okay, I did this, I just wanted to remind you again, the commissions. I don't know you guys, but when we talk about, we did goal setting last month in, in January, and you know, if you look at the, um, let's just look at MAPD for a minute, um, and know that there's a $10 increase, right, per MAPD. So right there, if you guys have, um, you know, 100, Medicare Advantage, you're, and, and they're gonna renew uh, next year. Of course, it's only $5 difference. Check out the renewal from 301 to 306, but you know, okay, you got another 500 bucks in your pocket, right? You got another five bucks for each of those 100 Medicare Advantages um, than maybe what you got in the past. And, th and the new ones, of course, you're getting an extra 10 bucks. So we follow that top line there on the national numbers. Um, the PDPs, you'll notice, it's a whopping $100 now when you write a new PDP, and it's up to $50, of course, so a $4 increase. Uh, so it's, it's just good to know as you guys are looking at your numbers and looking at your projections and budgeting for this year that there is an increase on these dollars for 2024. Um, we'll talk again as we get a little bit to the end of the, this is not to be confused with the payments that the feds are making to the carriers. So we'll talk about that, the broker commission, they do want to mess with broker commission though. So this is locked in right now, but they, they want to mess with it as it relates to additional administrative payments they also make to carrier partners and some of the FMO uplines. And we're waiting to hear final word on that. But anyway, this is our commission. This is locked in for 2024 and they're messing with 2025. Um, Nicole's making a comment. Your commission grids are being updated and will be available as soon as we can. Thank you, Nicole. I know. You guys are getting our 1099s out, of course, running commissions and never missing that, <laughs> which we never have. Uh, always by the fifth of the month, we will pay you for the month prior. So um, getting those done, getting all the 1099s out, and now we're working on getting all of the commission grids updated for 2024. So that's next on the priority list. Thanks, Nicole. All right. Um, regarding the Inflation Reduction Act, um, this is something uh, that Erica found for us, and I wanted to present this. I don't know how many of you deal with low-income folks, but I thought it was important to see that a lot of those folks, if they are considered low-income, um, and they they would pay zero premium and zero deductible for their um, for their uh, drug plan. But notice here too, the income must be below 1903 for an individual, and you can see the number for a couple and their resources must be below 17,000. Um, and so that's, they're talking about checking savings or retirement account, but that also includes stocks and bonds, et cetera. So, um, but some of these people are already enrolled in Medicaid or they have supplemental security income, SSI, or Medicare savings program, and they'll be automatically enrolled to get this kind of a plan. But I just wanted to make sure that you knew that they, they had enhanced this, they've made this stronger for those folks that really are low income so that they don't have to pay a deductible and no premium for their drug plan, okay? And there's the website there or a phone number if you have any questions on that. Um, right, what's happening right now, and this just came out, that the White House finally is, we know we've identified the 10 prescription meds and I listed them there at the bottom. We talked about this in a previous webinar, but now the 10 are under price negotiations. Um, so that's happening now and they should wrap up. And I believe if I remember my dates correctly, these don't even impact until 2026, but here we are in 2024. I mean, I don't know, you guys, time just keeps flying. So they are negotiating these prices. So these companies will have until early March, right? To accept the offer or submit a counter proposal. And there'll be some negotiations, hope to wrap up by August. So I'm supposing that it gives them, you know, the year of 2025 to get their systems in place and then, I believe this goes into effect in 2026, and then there'll be more drugs coming, um, another 10, another five or 10, anyway, it kind of goes here the next several years. Um, but anyway, I know these drugs are, are, many of these are very popular drugs, and you may have people taking these drugs, so just know that this is coming, okay? And um, it's moving along, as they say. All right, uh, another update here from Wellmark regarding Lewis Drug Pharmacy uh, and their network status. And it sounds like CMS had some changes, and so the, all of the uh, carrier partners um, had to renegotiate um, on their, their pharmacy contracts. 
And so there were some changes that we know that. I know we reported on, I think it was Medicap um, on, with some. But Lewis Drug um, is now, and this is, Wellmark can confirm that Lewis Drug, this is for their PDP, is a preferred pharmacy um, only for their standard and premier prescription drug plan, not the select. Lewis Drug then is a standard pharmacy for the select product, and the select one is that cheaper one. So um, anyway, if you have any questions, because you've still got folks that have the Wellmark PDP plan, you can check out yourmedicaresolutions.com, okay? But that is fixed and confirmed. Um, Wellmark did make an error on the MAPD member portal, and um, Brenda actually found this. One of her clients called in um, and said, hey, you know, what's going on? It shows my out-of-pocket max at 6,700. And that was as of January 22nd. So we reported that to Wellmark. Um, Wellmark said they would correct the problem. Um, obviously, the correct number should be the out-of-pocket max for in-network is 3750, and the out-of-pocket max for out-of-network is 5500, like combined, right, within and out-of-network. So what the 6700 was the out-of-pocket max for out-of-network for 2023. Um, and so um, this has been changed, obviously, for 2024, which was really great news, but they didn't update the portal. So now it has, so sorry if you have any of your clients that noticed that, um, it has supposedly been fixed, and if you guys think it hasn't, let us know, okay? Um, I did. We did attach this one. I think I attached it a couple months ago, but I, you guys, I keep this on my desktop. When I talk to folks about Irma, um, this is so helpful, and then I just give it to them. I'm like, they maybe don't care about the Part A hospital deductible because they either have an Advantage plan or they've got a supplement that covers that, and they probably don't, they may care, care obviously, about the Part B deductible if they have a Plan G, but they don't care about that if it's an Advantage plan, but they do care about IRMA, and they do care about the Part B premium. So obviously, the Part B and Part D premiums are impacted by their income. These are the new numbers. Make sure, if you're a financial advisor, this should be on your desktop as well and very handy for you as you help your folks navigate their uh, their RMDs and how much they're going to take and how much can they contribute uh, to charity to, um, you know, to make sure they don't bump over. And if they're going to bump over, then bump over big. Don't be doing it by a buck, <laughs> you know. So, okay, that's attached. Download that out of handouts if you would like. Um, going on, the Medicare Blue Supplement Kits are available. Um, I did report on this last month as well, but I want to let you guys know that um, there's the M number. We can help you. You can order your kits, but everything's updated now for the supplements, and um, I'll leave it at that. Um, okay, Wellmark monitoring in February. So um, actually, Brenda and I were just on a general agency virtual call yesterday. All the GAs in Iowa and South Dakota were on a webinar yesterday for like two and a half hours, and Wellmark was kind of updating us on, you know, things that they see, what's kind of looking ahead. Um, which I'm not at liberty to share yet, but we will be um, as soon as we know what they're actually, they're saying, okay, now you can announce this. But um, but it was a really good call. But anyway, they did talk about the monitoring and the one that they're going to monitor um, for PDP. So if you have PDP, Walmart PDP clients, you could be targeted. And so what they're going to really be looking at is record retention. So just know that. And we're here to help you guys if you need help. But but just don't be surprised if you get it, then we usually get copied when you get it, and then you go, ah, and then you call us, <laughs> and, and we'll help you through it, okay? Um, that There is an agency manual that outlines all of this stuff, you guys. Um, it's a big agency manual because it talks about a lot of things like AORs and acquiring agencies and all kinds of rules and regs, but in here does include uh, all of this compliance stuff, okay? So that's a hot link. You can download that later if you'd like, or we can send it to you, okay? And um, here are the Medicare supplement carriers in Iowa. And I think the biggest news we wanted to say was, hey, Lumico slash Ellipse has left Iowa for new sales. Great. Um, you know what? Then when they leave Iowa and they've still got some clients here, you know, I suppose, you know, you just keep an eye on the rates. But, oh, brother, this is why you guys, um, gosh, well, I just want to list for you guys kind of not necessarily in order, but kind of in order. Like, Wellmark is the largest carrier in Iowa. But as we all know, their Medicare supplements are just not priced appropriately and they know it and we talked about it yesterday and they just never played that game about you know opening a new pool they did it when they brought out their g but over time they just don't close a pool and open a new one so they can lower their rates a lot of companies do that you know um and and you play that game and i you guys know that and you have to be talking to your clients about that's what these companies can do uh, we know mutual of omaha is you know brilliant at that strategy right um but it leaves people stuck many times so Physicians Mutual has become, you guys, one of the top carriers 
for many of our agents for new and underwritten business. And they are moving business from other carriers where if they can underwrite and prices keep going up. So um, it's really picking up steam. Let our contracting folks know if you want to um, do physicians virtual. Well, we will be doing a, another webinar on, on that and what makes them different because there, there are differences in their product, believe it or not, even though it's a med sub. Uh, Aetna, UHC, Allstate, Wellaby, which was Medico, um, and uh, Ace, uh, Signum, and et cetera. But really just wanted to let you know um, uh, that, that Lumico and Ellipse has left Iowa for new sales in 2024. All right. Uh, CMS has proposed cutting base payments to MA plans by 0.16% next year. The reason I wanted to put this in here, and this will play into as I wrap up, I know we're getting down to the end here, but you guys, there's a lot of fear, there's scare uh, going on right now in the Medicare Advantage space. Um, and all I can say is right now, when they say we're cutting base payments, here, the carriers are the ones because it has to do with how much they're getting reimbursed. You guys remember, they can charge zero premium because the government is paying them to take on these members. So what they're saying here is the government is saying they're going to cut the payments, the reimbursements, right, to the carriers. Um, and Medicare is saying, hey, they're still going to receive $16 billion more next year um, once the payments are risk-adjusted to account for the health of their customers, right? So there's it's a complicated formula. <clears throat> I can't even get through it. Um, but just know that you're hearing this from some carriers, that there's some concerns. And notice this, the other concern is the Medicare Part D, uh, it, capping the out-of-pocket costs, right? 2000 bucks. that's a concern. Um, that goes into effect in 2025. So we're going to start hearing about this toward the, uh, you know, late summer, early fall. And fall training, you guys, you can't miss it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> let me get through Marketplace really quick. I apologize, you guys, just a lot to cover today. Uh, but 21.3 million Americans now are on the marketplace. Um, and, and notice that 5 million new to the marketplace, 16 million renewed. It, strong number. Many of you guys are in this market. Um, anyway, it's it's hopping. <laughs> it's hot. Okay. Um, a health Sherpa update. They're adding an at-risk AOR tab. And this has to do with, so you guys can now see who's showing as the agent of record. If you're not or if you look like you are, but then down below you look and you say you're not. Um, Health, Health Sherpa is trying to help you with that. Um, and <clears throat> pardon me, as you guys know, there's all kinds of rules around how to change the agent of record on those marketplace plans um, and usually involves calling the marketplace. If you don't, um, if you have any questions, there's some support you can call or uh, certainly give us a holler. Another update is they've added a digital initial consent email. Look at this, you guys, they added, put my email, uh, arrow right here. Email digital consent form to my client. We, we've we used one on our website. Maybe you guys have two using Google Forms or whatever. And you just send them a link and they do the <clears throat> consent. But now they've integrated it in here. So you can e have them email the digital consent form. You can email it to them uh, and they can sign off that way. Okay. So that's a cool update from Health Sherpa. Our unemployment rate has decreased to 3.2 uh, through December. That was down from 3.3 in November. We still have a lot of folks unemployed. Where are they? <laughs> okay. Um, and here's the prior authorization changes that are happening. Uh, I think it's a good thing, but what does that mean for our carrier partners? Um, they have to respond, right? Uh, the, the providers hate prior auth, right? They do. The doctors and hospitals. The carriers insist on it. Um, and so there's some legislation that's happening, um, and actually not legislation, some uh, rules from CMS. Um, where they want to uh, tighten down on that. And, and I think it's probably a good thing because we know in emergency situations, um, there's folks that need to know right away. Um, and so if it's um, non-urgent, you can see there that they've got um, they, they've got some different uh, time allocations there. So 72 hours for urgent, uh, seven calendar days non-urgent. So that's happening. It's not approved yet. I'll let you know it's been proposed. And then, um, boy, the senators, um, the bipartisan group of senators, they support MA for seniors. So I don't know. People think, what's going to happen to the MA market? And are they, you know, are, you know, what's going to happen? It, it, it's strong, you guys. It continues to be strong. All we can do is, is you know, I, is make sure we talk to our elected officials. But a lot of them already get it. So there's a letter, and you can send to them if you want to, um, urging them to continue their support. Um, okay, so we're down to our questions, and it is it is uh, ten o'clock. But let me say this: I'm just that's my tie the knot, right, with your sweetheart. But he, um, if you have any questions, 
let me go ahead and open the question pane. I, I don't see any right now. Uh, let's see. Some of you guys are starting to leave. I get it. I don't see any questions. But for those of you that have hung on then, either type in or here comes our question of the month. Okay, here we go. As of October of 2022, what is the percent of Americans who are married? What percent of Americans are married? And feel free to type your answers in here. And uh, let's see, Shelly says 35 and Jen says 50. Keep going. <laughs> Justin says 46. All right, let's see what we got here. I think it's 45. There you go. I'm. It's going to, uh, you know what? We're giving it to Justin Moaning and Cindy Vandenberg, who came in right at the same time. We'll give it to you at 46. Um, whoops, then Cindy says 62. 46? I thought you said 46, Cindy. Anyway, um, uh, well, for sure, Justin Moaning had 46, and that's very close to 45. So, um, Justin moaning, and I swear Cindy said 46, but anyway, um, Kaylee, if you can send, let's go ahead and send Justin and Cindy. I swear it said 46. Um, let's go ahead and send Justin and Cindy a gift card. Um, thank you guys for participating, and as always, have a great day, a great weekend, and um, yeah, go Niners and go Chiefs, whoever you're rooting for. All right, take care, everybody. Have a good one. See you, bye.